Welcome to the Content Pros Podcast, where we unlock the strategies and secrets of the best content marketers in the world and ask the questions you've always wanted asked. Content Pros is sponsored by predictive content analytics software, Inbound Writer, and online proofing and collaboration platform, ProofHQ. Now here are your hosts, from Oracle Marketing Cloud, Chris Moody, and from Sysimos, Amber Nasland. Ready? Let's talk to the pros. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Content Pros. Really excited today to be joined by Todd DeRocca. Todd is with Spiceworks. They're doing some amazing stuff. So Todd, tell us what you guys do at Spiceworks. Hey there, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, so Spiceworks, listen, we're an internet company that simplifies everything IT for everyone IT, and that includes, you know, IT pros and tech marketers out there. And so, you know, we do that in a couple ways. Um, you know, we do that through our free app for the IT pros and also our free online community uh, that's got millions of IT pros in there. Um, cool fact about that community, um, the IT pros actually call themselves Spiceheads. And so we've got, you know, millions of spice heads in there along with thousands of tech marketers. So it's a, it's a cool little ecosystem where, you know, IT pros can connect with tech vendors and vice versa to help each other with their days. You know, obviously IT pros got a lot of big IT challenges to solve and the, the product marketers are there to, you know, provide them with cool solutions. Um, but no, so we've been a, you know, we're, we were an Austin startup. We're coming up on our 10th year anniversary, I believe, here very soon. Um, and I know we're having lots of fun, you know, kind of bringing fun back to IT and tech marketing and just having a blast doing it. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you went with Spice Heads. I was a little concerned you might go with Spice Guys and Spice Girls no. because then you, you might run no, into no. some trouble there. Yeah. No. The jokes of Spice Girls are always there. But no, uh, the Spice Heads, they came up with that name themselves. And, you know, uh, and uh, so we, we oblige by that. And it's a, it's a term of endearment. So we call them Spice Heads. And uh, so they're awesome. They're awesome guys and gals out there. Cool. So I was clicking around on your site and saw 6 million people in your community, wow. which is an insane number. How do you manage that huge number of people and how do you create content with them? Yeah. So again, you know, the 6 million refers to the, the spice heads or the IT pros who are in that community. And, um, you know, listen, we, we don't, you know, managing them, it's, it's more of, you know, really just building relationships with them from our end. You know, we have grown up with these guys. They have helped make us who we are today. So it's it's really, you know, everybody here at Spiceworks has a hand in creating awesome connections with these IT pros and tech marketers. So, you know, for example, we've got a full community team of about five or six of them down there that are always, you know, watching and making sure that, you know, the community stays safe and, you know, no one's, you know, getting out of line. Uh, but we also actually empower the Spice Heads to you know be a part of that I guess moderation we've got several of them called spicy peppers who help us kinda you know watch the community make sure it's fun and helpful more importantly for everybody out there um, so you know we've got the IT pros and again which everybody's is always kind of a everybody pitches in to help out you know from the tech marketer side we've got thousands of tech vendors in there too and that's kinda where my my job comes in along with several of other marketing guys here is you know we make sure that the connections are with the tech marketers and we talk with them every day and Again, it's not a sales pitch. We literally just talk with them every day. I was talking to uh, one of our partners over at Alien Vault, and we literally are helping them kind of run a Google Hangout on their end. And so I do a lot of troubleshooting with them and just, again, help add value to them. And so when it comes to content with these two audiences in our community, it is really about adding value to the day and helping them as much as we can. Um, you know, of course, there's always going to be the question of what's the ROI? You know, can you tie dollars and, and cents to that? And, you know, yes, we can, but again, our main goal is, is always, are we helping them? You know, is that content worthwhile? Is it, 
you know, interesting, useful, amazing, you know, remarkable. And so that's kind of, you know, how we keep our content flowing here at Spiceworks for both our IT pro and tech marketer audiences. I love it. And my ears perked up when you said Google Hangout. So I know there's yeah. much debate about Google+. Plus. Yeah. People are saying Google+, Plus is dead. But, you know, coming from a technical background, I, I spent some time at Red Hat, and Google+, Plus was actually our most popular social network for our audience. So can you talk to yeah. how that's a fit for your audience and how you kind of prioritize based on who your customers or who your community is? Yeah, so, you know, I'm going to, I'll talk a little more about, you know, the marketers that we take care of and, you know, the Google Hangouts that we've used for them because we see that, that's where we see, you know, the awesome results that we have. And so we use Google Hangouts and webinars, um, but we really use Google Hangouts uh, for more interactivity and to really put on a cool show. We think about those as shows. Um, and so there are segments, you know, there are fun games that we play, um, but we use Google Hangouts in a way that, again, if, if I can, if I can, you know, me and you talking here, if I can put that on video and have, you know, cool interactions with you, we're going to tape it. Um, we don't use slides a lot with Google Hangouts. That's one thing I think is a big killer of Google Hangouts is let's put all these slides up and make it like a webinar. It's not. It's really, a, it's a cool show to have. And so we've seen great results on that. We've probably done, oh man, 10 or 12 Google Hangouts since I've been here. Um, and it's just, we see great results in that from the marketer's end. You know, for one prime example is we just did a Google Hangout called Unplugged Online. And it was a spinoff of our, we have a tour that goes out for, we have four IT pros that we pick in local areas and they come up on stage and we let tech marketers in the audience pepper them with questions about their marketing. You know, how can they improve marketing? You know, what do you like about this? Or, you know, why don't you like being called? Or how can I get an email into your inbox and you opening it? So we've actually put that online, and this last one we did was all focused on ads. And we had two IT pros on. They Google Hangouted in, you know, and um, they hung out with us, and we had, you know, probably about 11 or 12 tech marketers submit ads for review. And so it was a great medium for us to show the ads visually to the tech marketers who attended. And the IT pros, they, they use the Google Hangout functionality of writing a scorecard on their, you know, on the scorecard on a face. There's like a drawing tool. And they rated it from 1 to 10, and they put their scores up, and then we walked through the ads. We dissected the ads. And, again, it was just a great – it was an increased level of interactivity and engagement that we get from Google Hangouts. And it's also just – there's something more casual about a Google Hangout that you get. You know, if you go to a webinar, there's a weird connotation with a webinar. Um, and, you know, we love webinars. We do them a lot here, and they're great results for when it makes sense to do a webinar. Um, but again, you know, Google Hangouts, we look at them a little differently, and it's it's just a different level of engagement, and it's just it's it's so much fun to do them. So I, I like Google Hangouts. I think they're great. Uh, a lot more work goes into them because they are that video component. Um, but yeah, I, I think Google Hangouts are a great option for any marketer um, who wants to kind of put some great pieces of content. Yeah, I, I think that was a great point you made too, the distinction between a Hangout and a webinar, because I think a lot of people do fall into the trap of, Oh, it's a it's a hangout, but we're going to present this slide deck, and then we're going to talk about these things. But yeah. there's something that does come off a little bit preachy about a webinar when compared to what you mentioned, right? Holding up scores yeah. of ads and rating ads, and you know, you guys are clearly focused on your users. So I, as a oh, content practitioner, much. I think that's awesome. Yeah, and even we do we do something similar to with the IT pros as well. We have video meetups, as we call them. And we use a different system for that, but it's the same principle. And that's where, again, you know, we use those a lot for allowing sales engineers from companies to do live demos 
but more or less the IT pros to see that, again, that's that human element that we want to be able to show. And so the IT pros get to actually see, oh, this sales engineer is more than just a sales guy or pitching me something. He's a person, and so I can see him. And it's also great for the tech marketer to show that, hey, I am a real guy or gal, and I'm here to help you. So, you know, here, here I am. Ask me questions. So it's that personalization, too, that I think you get from that. Um, but, yeah, you know, we, we really stress and we do webinars in Google Hangouts for any of our clients or when we do them here. It's Google Hangout is no slides, you know, maybe one or two, but it's really about a show. And webinars, you've got slides. And, again, make, make sure it's engaging. I keep trying to trap you with the Spice Girl reference, and you even said gal. <laughs> you said guy or gal. So it is uh, – no, yeah, you, you are well-trained. I know the traps well. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So I think that discussion leads to a pretty good question, one that I love to ask and love to talk about too, but it's the discussion of quality versus quantity. And to me, quality does not mean putting out something that looks terrible or does not have a relevant use to your community. Quality is more level of effort. That's how I look at it. So I think all of us do big, huge pieces of content. We do the white papers or the webinars or, you know, a huge ebook or a big study or a guide. But where do you balance quality versus quantity? Because even though there is production time in a hangout, I think most people would associate that as, you know, something you could execute a lot more of versus a big white paper. Yeah, I think that also, yeah, I think you're right on that. And we, we always go back and forth on this. And I'll give you a great example of this. When we first started out our online events program, and online events, I'll make that clear, are webinars, Google Hangouts, podcasts, or live streams, and that's what we call them online events. So when we first started our online events program uh, for our tech marketer side, you know, I was in charge of that, and we did a lot of testing on quality and quantity. And in the beginning, um, you know, every quarter, I believe we had almost six webinars a quarter. So we were pumping them out. And what we had to realize is we took a step back and, you know, our numbers kind of dipped. And we were like, okay, so what are we doing here? You know, you know, what's going on? And we took a step back and looked at the data and said, well, you know, we've got six going out. You know, that's a lot of emails. The marketers, we've had focus groups. They tell us, listen, Todd, I want to come to webinar, but I'm so busy. And a webinar is a big chunk of my time. It's a big investment. So we took a step back and said, okay, maybe it's, you know, what are we doing? Let's, let's see if we can't pull this back but still have the same amount of impact. And so we did. We kind of pinned that back. And, you know, now we, we went to three a quarter. And we pinned it even more back. And we said, let's do one a quarter. And that goes to that whole quantity um, versus quality. And so we, we started out with a lot of qual- uh, quantity. And, you know, the thing that kind of suffered, to be really candid, was that quality. You know, we were more focused on pumping things out than really adding value to that audience member's day. And that's where I think you have to really focus on is how you measure that quality. You know, you can measure quality here on how well you produce the video and how well it sounds and all these cool graphics. But also you measure quality on what are you giving to your audience. Because, again, my goal is I want to engage with you and give you great, you know, content. But I want you to keep coming back to me to get more content because that's how we do this relationship. It's how I build the relationship. And so we have a really big focus on the quality that we do. Um, and so and that, that, that's across all of our company is, you know, what can we give not only to the tech marketers but to the IT pros. Um, and we see that with our, our recent campaign for Windows EOL. You know, we foc- the team focused a lot on great quality 
Um, and they did, you know, they did push out, you know, and that quality though came with some increased quantity, but we made sure to always lead with quality to the, the audience member and to the user. Awesome. And you mentioned data. We're going to dive into data, but it's a perfect opportunity to introduce one of the people who helped to make this show happen, and that's Inbound Writer. So before I even tell you what Inbound Writer does, you should know that at inboundwriter.com slash content pros offer, you can try it for free. They're making it available, so you don't have to take my word for it. You can actually use the product. But when we talk about data and performance and driving traffic to your website, Inbound Writer helps you understand what will actually work before you write it. So instead of wasting the time, putting a bunch of stuff out there, it's going to do a content analysis of your site, your competition, and even search engine behaviors to tell you what topics work, which won't, and even why to help remove the guesswork. So for you as a marketer, this will help you increase traffic and help you decrease the amount of time you're wasting. So again, check it out at inboundwriter.com slash content pros offer. They're going to give you a free month if you go there and we'll link it up in the show notes. So Todd, you said data and you were talking about how that made the decision for you to reduce the quantity and focus more on quality. What metrics do you track for content success? So at the end of the day, what what is a successful year for you metric wise? Yeah, and so we, we talk about this a lot, you know, because there's always that marketing uh, versus sales. And thankfully here at Spiceworks, we don't, we don't have that that uh, competition of, you know, sales versus marketing. It's really a team effort for us. But, you know, we measure it in several different ways, and it, it depends on the content. So I'm going to give you some two hard examples of, of two ways we measured specific pieces of content. Um, so one was a big report that we pushed out just this year. Um, and that was uh, really demand gen focus. It was, you know, kind of getting new clients in with us. And that was our 2015 IT budget report. And we measured that, um, let me back up here. What that report was, was um, the trends and spends of IT pros. And so it showed where the IT pros were spending most of their time on, you know, certain challenges, but also where most importantly they're spending their money. So we showed that to the IT pros, let them know what their colleagues are doing, but then the tech marketers could see that and say, oh, okay, well, if the IT pros are spending you know, X amount of dollars on cloud, I'm a cloud vendor, that's where I want to spend my money and kind of you know, target them. So anyways, we looked at that, that report, and for us, you know, we based that on page views per month because it was online, it was a digital form. We also measured it on unique visitors per month, and then we also did that measurement on time on page because that was a key metric to, to, for us to understand, you know, back to the quality, is the quality good enough that that tech marketer is sitting on that page for a long period of time reading that? So on that specific, you know, IT budget report, you know, we saw about 2,300 page views per month and 23 unique visitors per month with an average time of, you know, eight minutes per page. So that's great. Um, and on the back end, you know, the, the sales team, you know, we obviously help them a lot by getting them some new connections to be made. Um, and so that's how we measured that piece. And so that was hard data and that also, you know, impacted our bottom line. Um, so that's how we measured that piece of content. And that's really a heavyweight piece of content, I'm going to call that. Um, and then, to, you know, we, there was another piece of content that we measure totally differently. And that one is our two-minute tech marketing takes. 
and those are a video series that you know we write, produce, and we shoot in house. Um, I host them, and they are two-minute video snippets of you know snackable. Sorry for the buzzword, but snackable content <laughs> that tech marketers can quickly take. And so that varies from you know the best way to write an ad or to design an ad to how to you know win the hearts, minds, and wallets of IT buyers that they're trying to target. And so the way that we're measuring those videos is you know basically we wanted to find a new solution to a webinar because uh, we talk about how long it takes to create a webinar and you know from our end a webinar production takes about 54 hours to make and we were trying we, you know we wanted to still have a great you know video piece but we couldn't spend 54 hours on every webinar so we said hey how can we pin that down so the video series we pinned it down to two hours of production time per video that we produce so that's a great metrics there. Um, you know, that's a good data point to say, hey, listen, I'm saving time and resources here by cutting down from 54 hours to two hours to produce one video. The other thing that we're looking at here is, you know, the amount of views that we get on that video. You know, we've got you know the entire series of videos that we have on that two-minute tech marketing take has around 3,500 um, 3, views for the series. So that's great engagement there. Um, and the bigger, you know, the dollar amount here, um, it's not ROI to us on how many leads we get in. Because, again, that wasn't the goal of that piece of content. The goal was really to, you know, pull down the amount of production time we're using, have a collaborative asset that we can use across multiple mediums, um, but also give great quality to the tech marketer in a short snippet. Um, so the savings that we did see was on the media buy. You know, for me to get around, you know, 3,500 views or 300 per video, um, we had to spend at least $93,000 in ad buy, but we didn't have to spend a dime. All of that was organic. Um, so that that's a, those are key metrics that from our end, again, it wasn't a solid lead, but this was great at how to measure the success of that. Um, so two different examples, two ways to measure it. So, you know, again, I think it all just depends on what that content is and what your overall goals are for each piece of content. I completely agree. I, I think everyone misses out on context as it pertains to yeah. content and relevancy. So there are not, yeah. there is not a universal set of metrics that we can all right. take and say, oh, you know, here's this great blog post. I can do my job now. It, it all depends, which I think leads right. us nicely into what drives you crazy about content marketing right now. <laughs> you know, I think, um, man, that's a good question. I think obviously the metrics are, you know, the measurements are always going to drive me crazy. But I think the other thing that, you know, not only drives me crazy but keeps me up at night for content is how can you make content that really engages the audience and adds value to them? You know, can you do that through an infographic? Because a lot of times people just think a blog is, is the only piece of content. There's more pieces of content out there. How can you continue to push the envelope to create awesome pieces of content? You know, I, I, I saw today HubSpot on my Facebook feed. They put on... Um, I think today is Bring Your Kids to Work Day, and they had a great little video um, that wasn't really related to their product, but it was related to their brand and culture. And it was just a, it was a two, three-minute video that had their real live kids saying, you know, what do they think mommy and daddy do, does for work and all this stuff. And it was just a great branding and awareness, and it was a fun piece of content that I think was just to kind of push the envelope on not video, but just how they're – kind of showing who they are as a company and it was just fun and it was engaging. So that's what kind of keeps me up at night is how can I make sure that the content I'm creating is, is creative enough and, and works well with the audience I'm trying to get. 
Um, so yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And we've talked on previous episodes about creating a culture of content. But conversely, yeah. I, I think sometimes your culture can help feed the content. And I know, absolutely. yeah, that would be a funny one too. bring your kid to work day. Well, one, I'm remote. So I, I work in a co-working <laughs> space half the time. But my son literally thinks I work at the airport. Because I traveled yeah. so much last year, so so yeah. he always thought I was, you know, riding on planes and working on planes, and he would give me yeah. assignments like, "Hey, I want you to take a picture of this baggage carousel and of security, and I know you'll get in trouble." But he was like, "Take a picture of security." Yeah. But yeah, that would still be a really fun story to tell on the site, right? It's the personal side of the brand, yeah. which does appeal to people. We we did this too. It was funny. Uh, one of our uh, our demand gen director uh, Nick um, actually posted in our community. We have a tech marketing group just for tech marketers. But he posted in there about how his son was saying, you know, Daddy, what do you do? And Nick was kind of like, How do you explain to a four year old or a six year old what you do as a marketer? And so we put that in the community, and that you know, to the point of that personal touch. You know, we all it was a great thread, and everyone was kind of like, Well, I tell my kid I'm a storyteller. I tell my kid I do this, but it, you know, it just kind of add that. Oh, we are humans. You know, it's we can have fun here, and it just kind of broke down some walls and barriers of just being a marketer every day. It was like, oh, you know, we have a gentle side and we have a, a human side, and it was it was a fun little piece that Nick did. So while we're talking about the human side and personal things, I believe we both have a Breaking Bad connection. So yeah, yeah, we had one of our events. <laughs> we actually had Vince Gilligan as a keynote, and. He was amazing. So if you don't know Vince Gilligan, he wrote Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. But he talked about content and the storytelling process and tons of stuff there. But I think you've done some cool stuff that involves Breaking Bad. We have. Yeah, we we definitely pushed the envelope on this one. I got a little bit of flack, but it was all good. (laughs) But, you know, it was was a lot of fun. So what we did was, you know, one of our pieces of content, um, it all relates back to content here, was um, we did another report called The State of IT. And that again showed some budget spends and marketing trends um, in our industry, and it was a chemistry theme. So we, you know, we took photos of our own, you know, spice workers as we call them here, you know, on chemistry sets and you know pouring liquid in and measuring things out and all this cool chem theme. And you know, I we were sitting down and I was sitting down with my my boss John and couple others drew and William we were like you know how can we how can we spice it up as we say and we pitched it out I was like you know what guys right now the Breaking Bad series is ending and wouldn't it be cool if we did some kind of Breaking Bad theme and you know first kind of worry is uh oh are we endorsing drugs and all this stuff and you know we said no nah, we're not doing that we you know it's we could tie it back with you know breaking you know breaking bad marketing habits and all this stuff so we kind of thought about it and we said, let's let's try it. So the the planets aligned in some crazy way that literally within a week, uh, William, who's one of our you know data guys here, said, hey, the Breaking Bad RV is in Austin, Texas, where our company is. And he said, I wonder if we could get it. And it was so funny because the RV was purchased by a, a car dealership five miles up the road from our headquarters. So we went, and the, so there it was, the Breaking Bad RV, the real one that was used in the first episode and the finale episode, you know, bullet holes and everything. And it just couldn't have been better, and we said, oh, my God, we got, we got to find a way to use this in our, you know, in our piece of content of the state of IT. 
And you know, thankfully, the guy who bought the the RV was there. He said, "Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can rent it, take it up." So we rented it, um, and we tied it back to our state of IT by saying, "You know, breaking bad marketing habits and breaking budgets." And so we did a Google Hangout inside of the Breaking Bad RV, and we covered everything inside the report as far as data trends and all this stuff. And we were in, you know, science suits and. You know, had some fun with that, and we also talked about breaking bad marketing habits. So it was really, really fun. Again, talk about finding ways to use content in different ways and kind of pushing the envelope. Um, but it was super fun, and you know, it had, it had great results for us at the end of the day. Um, but that was definitely one of those programs that you're like, man, can't believe I pulled that one off. You know, <laughs> I mean, just all the things that had to go into it. But it was awesome. And so yeah, that's that's the Breaking Bad connection we've got there. So I wish we could have Vince here. You know, he yeah. wasn't able to be in there, but it was yeah, awesome. Yeah, maybe we could land him as a guest on Content Pros. Maybe yeah. if we both email and be like, hey, so here are the two connections. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna yeah. take you up on that. And I believe I yeah. heard from someone you've even won an Emmy Award. I, I have. So when I uh, when I first started out, I was used to be a television host, and I, I did. I was honored with a with an Emmy award. So that's sitting at uh, my parents' house right now. But uh, yeah, it was it was a, definitely a huge honor and and a very humbling experience. So uh, yeah, it was great. It was great. So what excites you the most about content right now? We talked about what's keeping you up at night, but what has you yeah. excited to be doing the job you're doing? You know, I think it's. Um, it is that you know I, I love creativity through communication and I think that the it's endless on how you can create content so while it does keep me up at night on pushing the envelope it it keeps me energized that there are so many ways you can create awesome content I mean the Breaking Bad RV was one of them you took what was a PDF report and you turned it into a Google Hangout in an art an iconic RV you know you can find you you have video snippets you've got you know periscope now that you can do quick video and slice and dice that anyway you've got podcasts now that you can put on soundcloud and you can you know add it to blog posts um, you've got cool infographics so you know and you've got just different ways to have collaborative content and and you know tell a cool story and so I think that's what gets me most excited is that you know we're still scratching the surface on all this content and how we can create it and produce it and distribute it and there's so much awesome so many more awesome things we can do. So that's what I'm excited about in content. It's definitely a good time to be in content. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you've mentioned okay, you have six million people in the SpiceWorks community or Spice Heads, not Spice yep. Girls, Spice Heads. <laughs> yeah. Not that. Spice head. You have William the Data Guy. You've mentioned a lot of people you've worked with. So how are you collaborating internally on content? Yeah, so, um, you know, I'll speak to just our demand gen team to kind of give the audience a clue of kind of how big that team is and, and that how that collaboration works. So we've got, I would say, I don't know, probably 10 on our demand gen team. We've got our director. We've got, you know, two Mark Commers now. Our data guy, our Marketo infrastructure man, Drew. We've got two email girls with us um, that kind of help us. Um, so that's kind of the team in general. Um, but you know what we do is we have a content inventory, and I go and I look at every piece of content that relates to our tech marketers specifically, and it's basically a warehouse of here. Here's everything we've got, and so that's for our team to know what's in our universe. So that everybody knows, from William the Data Dude to Kirsten, who's sending out emails to you know give great content to our marketers, 
what we've got. And so that spurs everybody thinking about content and kind of saying, oh, did you think about this piece here? And it doesn't matter if your job is data or if it's email. You know, you are part of this team, and so we really encourage, if you see a great piece of content, send it our way, and we'll find a way to do it. But there's a lot of communication back and forth, and that content inventory is a key piece for everybody to know. Um, but we also do, you know, here at Spiceworks, we have a very open culture, and so we're not in cubicles with high walls. We're, you know, in in desks that have small little dividers, but we we hear each other talk, and we always are talking, tacking, or you know, chatting, um, you know, sending pieces of content of, from other companies too that we like. Oh, that was smart. You know, HubSpot did this great post. You know, Capost did this awesome post. Marketing Profs did this cool infographic. How can we kind of mimic that? And so it's definitely from the get-go, the culture here at Spiceworks is truly collaborative. And you know, we just we just do a lot of sneaker management, as my boss John says, as we get up, we get off of email, and we go talk to each other. And so it literally everybody has an ownership piece on making sure we've got great content out there. Because it affects everybody, if you think about it. Content not only affects me as the content producer, but it affects the email girls who send out their emails and they want their emails to be opened and so people want to see is it good is it a good email is it got something that I really want in it and to William the data guy who's you know trying to you know figure out some data metrics on how do we grow this audience and you know pull down this you know budget and so it helps him as well because the better the content you know it's going to help his number grow um, so content affects every person in a company it's not just a siloed thing and that's what I think as marketers we have to continue to either remember or to do is content isn't just a team of four people. It's everybody collectively bringing ideas together, pulling in great pieces of work, and, and you know making a great experience for your user. I'm so glad you said that because that's something we've been hammering on a lot. And I know internally one of our biggest goals going into the next fiscal year is on enablement. And I even worded it indoctrination, yeah. right? Like it's, <laughs> it's bigger than enablement. Yeah. It's getting people to understand that anyone can help for content. Yeah. You, you got to get them excited too. Yeah, because yeah, I mean like for example, the sales guy, he may not really, you know, care about the content because he's got a quota to hit. But if you tell him how exciting content can be and how it can help his day and how he can make an impact on this, you know, part over here, they're going to get excited and say, "Oh, I want to be a part of that." Uh, and so, yeah, I think, you know, we wouldn't use indoctrination here. We, you know, that's, that's a word, but we would, you just got to get them excited that anybody can do content. You know, it, it's not just a marketer. Um, and we see that we, we enable that here at Spiceworks too. You know, we have our, our blog called the Spicy Marketer. And it's not just where our, you know, our Spiceworks evangelist uh, for Chune can post and I can post things, but we really encourage anybody. So we've got, you know, guest marketers from outside, you know, Fluke Networks just did a post for us about the gated versus non-gated, you know, debate. We had our email girls post up there. We've had, you know, our art department, our, our creative guys post on there. So it, it spans the whole company. Um, so yeah, getting them excited about content and, and it's more than just a blog post it's it's really a cool experience a, a value add to our our audience great and to the listeners of content pros if you guys need help collaborating on content our sponsor proof hq can help you with that too so this is a perfect chance to talk about them it's a slick web-based system that allows everyone on your team to instantly collaborate on content executions it doesn't matter if that's a blog post, an ebook, a slide share, infographic, 
whatever piece of content. You can collaborate with anyone in your company, get that feedback, get the approvals and edits done, and get the content out there. So it will help you be more productive and more creative when you use Proof HQ. You can check it out at bit.ly slash Proof HQ. So Todd, our time is coming to a close. There's one question we love to ask every single time, and that's what do you want to be when you grew up? (laughs) <laughs> what did I want to be when I grew up? I'm I'm still I'm still young at heart here, so I'm not too old. But no, when I was a kid, um, I really wanted to be a cruise director. I thought it was the coolest job that this guy could stand up and you know on a stage and talk to an audience and just have a lot of fun and and everybody was like, oh, there's the cruise director. And you know, I always I always wanted to be a cruise director. Uh, kind of weird, but that's that was what I wanted to do. But um, well, there you no, go. I think it all worked out here. I'm I'm doing awesome awesome things here with online events, so I've I'm able to still have a cool audience and an awesome audience to talk to. So we'll stay tuned for the SpiceWorks cruise that you can direct. Yeah. Yeah. Your well, we don't have a cruise, cruise yet, but we uh we do have an annual user conference called Spice World. No, the Spice Girls are not coming. <laughs> Uh, but we have this conference where you know uh, thousands of IT pros and hundreds of tech marketers come to. So that's the closest we're going to get to a cruise right now. Do a cruise, man. I've got a guy. I can connect you. <laughs> okay. I can connect you. Yeah, he he helped uh, Jason Keith do one with Social Fresh. So you can do a user uh, cruise. It's it's within reach. It's not that expensive. We'll put that on our cool idea list for. Yeah, I'll connect you offline. Well, Todd, thanks so much for your time. It's it's great to see Spice. Spice World, Spice Works, Spice Heads, Spicy Marketing, everything that you guys do. It, I love cultures that are built around content, collaboration, being open and transparent. So kudos to you guys. Thanks to everyone for listening. You can check us out at contentprospodcast.com. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere else you can find podcasts. Please do leave us a review. I actually gave a presentation last week, and at the time there was one rave review on iTunes, which I did screenshot and list out as the one rave review. So we have a perfect score, you know, sample size of one. That's okay. We're building on it. So thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been Chris Moody. We have definitely missed Amber Naslin. She'll be with us on the next episode. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in to Content Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentprospodcast.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. Content Pros is sponsored by Oracle Marketing Cloud, Sysimos, Proof HQ, and Inbound Writer, and is produced by Convince and Convert. Find more great shows like Content Pros at marketingpodcast.com, the first search engine for marketing podcasts.